Hi everyone, I'm Heather May Pustai, and you're listening to The Science of Social Media, a weekly social media podcast from Buffer, covering all the latest stories, insights, experimentation, and learning to help you and your brand succeed online. Welcome to episode 151. I'm Dave Chapman, and today we're giving you a checklist for a LinkedIn makeover. We'll provide many different ways to optimize your LinkedIn profile and boost your presence and the presence of your brand so that you can shine. Whether you're looking for the next great job, seeking to grow your thought leadership, or wanting to build a better brand, we have the tips for you. Keep listening to hear the best ways to make over your presence on LinkedIn today. A warm welcome to the show, everyone. Let's kick it off. marketers listening to today's episode, we wish for you to have the very best, most fulfilling careers possible doing work that you love. And same goes for the brands that you're building. We want your brand to shine and to connect with your audience. With these goals in mind, we hope you'll find a lot of value in these LinkedIn tips. We'll start off with the ways to create an outstanding LinkedIn profile. Amazing. This could be a profile for yourself, or it could be profiles for your CEO, teammates, or clients. So before getting into the tactics, let's start at the very beginning. What is the purpose of your LinkedIn profile? That is a big question. For the most part, we've seen this breakdown into three categories. First, people looking for new opportunities, be it jobs or clients or speaking engagements. Second, people looking to use LinkedIn for thought leadership. This would be more of a focus on publishing on LinkedIn and then a clean profile that supports that. And third, professionals looking to maintain a strong personal brand. I think I fall somewhere between the second and the third. Right. And I'm definitely in the strong personal brand category. And I wonder about our listeners too. Feel free to share with us using the hashtag Buffer Podcast on Twitter and let us know which category you fall into. This is important because once you know what your goal is with LinkedIn, it really changes your strategy. Absolutely. If you're job hunting, you want to make sure that your current profile accurately fits the job you're applying for. Kind of like saying dress for the job you want, not the job you have. And you'll also want to build up a collection of solid recommendations. More on this in a bit. Right. And if you're looking to be known as a thought leader, you want a clean and professional profile. You'll be publishing on LinkedIn a lot. So you want to make sure to make the most of all that attention. And if you're working on a strong personal brand, you'll want to keep your profile up to date with work milestones and add new media examples as they come up. If you want to see some examples of people doing this really well, here are a few names that you can check out. Candice Gaelic, the founder of Bikini Lux, Michaela Alexis, a LinkedIn trainer and speaker, and our very own Joel Gascoigne, the CEO of Buffer. He is a great example of a clean and really minimal LinkedIn profile for an executive. We'll include screenshots and links of all these folks in the podcast show notes at buffer.com forward slash podcast. So now we've covered the why, let's get into the how. These are the specific ways to make your LinkedIn profile the very best it can be, starting from the first impression. And when you think of first impressions on LinkedIn, what really comes to mind? If you answered with anything about visuals, you're absolutely right. This is true of so many social media networks. To make a great first impression, you'll need to focus on your profile photo, your cover photo, along with the headline, these are the premier places to capture attention on your profile. Let's start with some tips on your profile photo. Right, so your profile photo is key for your entire presence on LinkedIn. Not only is it the centerpiece of the profile itself, your profile photo is the visual that is used in connection requests, in groups, and anytime you post or comment on the LinkedIn feed. This might go without saying, but I'll say it anyway, use a high quality professional profile photo. 
Exactly. If you're a person, which we assume if you're listening, you are, then don't use a logo or a graphic for your profile photo and don't leave the photo area blank. That's a huge no-no. Your LinkedIn profile performs best when people can see the real you in your profile photo. And I think I often have to be cognizant of when I've changed my hairstyle or things like that to make sure that my photo is really updated and making sure it's the true me. So treat it like you would any other profile picture on any other social network. That means smile, no hats or sunglasses, and for a pro tip, try a squinch. Hang on, uh, a squinch? Yes, it's a little trick that you do with your eyes, kind of like a squint and kind of like a pinch. The goal is to reduce the distance between the bottom of your eyelids and your pupil to avoid the deer in the headlights look in your photos. We'll look at some examples in the show notes. I can't wait to give that a look. And I think I might be guilty of some of the deer in the headlights photos myself. (laughs) And also on the blog, we have a post that talks about all the different scientifically proven ways to have a great profile photo. You've mentioned several of them already, Heather May. The rest include show your teeth when you smile. If you're dressing up, go with dark colored suits and light colored button downs. Make sure your jawline shows a shadow and crop the photo with either head and shoulders or head to waist. And yes, definitely avoid hats, sunglasses and sexiness. That is hilarious, the sexiness. <laughs> For an objective opinion, you can use a photo tool like Snapper. That is S-N-A-P-P-R. Snapper can determine how well your photo will perform based on the attributes we just discussed. And it uses image recognition to tell you exactly how to make your image better, which is absolutely just so cool. That's absolutely correct. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I take a picture of myself, I kind of cringe a little bit and we kind of have our own ideas about how other people see us. But to get a really objective opinion, I think a tool like Snapper is absolutely ideal. So one of the things that Snapper might tell you and something I notice on LinkedIn photos every now and then is that if you have a busy background, there's a tool for that too. It's called remove.bg. The tool magically cuts the background out of photos so that you can swap in something more appealing, less busy or more neutral. That's a great tip. So next up on our list of highly important visuals is the LinkedIn profile cover photo. This one was always a little bit of a mystery for me. So for the cover photo, many people stick with LinkedIn's standard image, which is a great option. And at the moment, this image is an illustration of connected dots or a blue and teal gradient. However, if you want to spice things up a little bit, and I personally like to swap things out and keep things fresh, and especially if you have an image that reflects your personal brand or company, definitely opt for that. To save you some Googling, the dimensions for a LinkedIn cover photo currently, uh, and this changes from time to time, are going to be 1,584 by 396 pixels. Once again, that's 1,584 by 396 pixels. I found some great options on Unsplash as well. There are tons of good photos to choose from there. Totally recommend it. Okay, now let's move on to the headline of your LinkedIn profile. In addition to appearing at the top of your profile, the headline is also what people will see by your name as they're scrolling around LinkedIn. It's a short bit of text that carries a lot of potential. Most commonly, people use the headline to state their current work position. For example, mine is customer engagement at Buffer. But you can use it in a variety of ways. Founders might use it to promote that their company is hiring, or you might use it to advertise that you're looking for new opportunities with work or speaking, which is actually something that I've done in the past when I was seeking new opportunities. That's really cool. One of our best tips about the headline is a simple and a fun one. Play around with your headline. Don't be afraid to try something new. As you change positions, be sure to update your LinkedIn title, but also feel free to get a little creative here. 
Your LinkedIn headline will be the bit about you that people see when they search for your name or your profile pops up as a recommendation to connect with. Make the most of it. For instance, Michaela Alexis, one of the profiles we mentioned earlier, includes a detailed list in her headline. Millennial LinkedIn master, keynote speaker, espresso-fueled author. Wow, I love that. One thing I really appreciate about social media as a whole is just the freedom to, like you said, play around with the different things that you're trying. And so to play around with your headline just makes so much sense. And why not? Give it a try. And some of the headlines that catch my eye the quickest are those with emojis. I got to love a well-placed emoji. For me personally, hands raised or the woman face palming, those are kind of my (laughs) go-tos. Okay, we're going to dive much deeper into the depths of your profile page here in just a moment. But first, here's a quick music break. And welcome back. We're going to keep rolling with more tips on sprucing up your LinkedIn profile. Next, we're headed to the About section. And there are a couple of key subsections within the About area, starting with the summary. With the summary, you have a great opportunity to use it to tell a story about who you are and your career journey, and it's truly a space to stretch your storytelling muscles. This is something I love to play with, and so we've seen great profiles that are close to 2,000 characters long. It's like a mini blog post. You know, I'm surprised at how often the summary is underutilized. It really is a great place to highlight your strengths and provide an overview of your career. When you're writing a summary, think about these questions. What does your company do? How does your company benefit its customers? What campaigns or projects have you been a part of? And it's often fun to close with your special interests outside of work. For instance, I love to run along the river near where I live. Um, I have a little dog, like take him for big walks. You know, something a little bit more personal that kind of warms things up a little bit. I wouldn't recommend highlighting your current experience too much because there's space for that in the experience section. And we'll get to that in a minute. I love that you said little dog, big walk. (laughs) Yeah. The summary gets premium placement on your profile too, in the section immediately below your name, your headline, and your profile photo. So it's definitely worth spending some time to get it just right and make sure that it really represents who you are and kind of what your experience is. And right below the summary is a place for media. Media includes things like links and attachments, which can be a great way to highlight a host of different things. Speaking experience, articles you've written or been mentioned in, and any other media that's a positive reflection of you professionally. For instance, if you work in social media, you could include blog posts you've contributed to or case studies about your social performance or links to big campaigns that you've been involved in. I've also seen people include portfolio samples and projects that they've worked on. This could be really fantastic if you are in the field of creating media or images and maybe a photographer or things like that. We won't go too much into this next section, but we did want to point it out. Right after media is a section for articles and activity. And this is where a history of your LinkedIn activity will appear. This includes one column for the articles you've written on LinkedIn and a column for the posts you've shared and the comments you've made. If you're looking to use your LinkedIn profile for thought leadership, then this can be a really valuable space to invest in. That's a fantastic point, Dave. I didn't even realize that necessarily all of my history was showing up there and I found it so useful once I did realize that. So, okay, moving ahead to the experience section. I like to think of this section as the resume section because it essentially is the history of where you've worked. So let me begin with one of the biggest opportunities I see on LinkedIn, removing irrelevant experience from your profile. 
I see so many people leaving on experience that they might not need to have up on there anymore. So yes, it's possible to have all of your experiences on LinkedIn, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to. So if you would prefer to leave some things out, that's completely fine. Absolutely. So one good way to think about this, what narrative do you want to craft about your career? If you can answer that, then you'll be able to select your work experience accordingly. Yes. And one other note about experience, remember to edit your previous experience. I often see people who have a job from five years ago might still have in the description, I do this here instead of I used to do this here. Really important to make sure that you're keeping those descriptions up to date. LinkedIn also has the option to show your progression at a company so you can see a nest of promotions within the same job, meaning that you can see how that person has grown within the company and different roles that they've had rather than having to create a new job each time. That's really cool. That's a lot of extra context. I like that. For each of the work sections, you can add media. So just like you can add media to your summary, you can add those links and attachments to each role that you've added to LinkedIn too. We suggest using it in the same way as your summary section. Add any relevant achievements. The more recent, the better. Okay, we're coming down to the bottom of the LinkedIn profile page. Now we are arriving at the skills, endorsements, and recommendations. Skills are the specific skills you list, like public relations or public speaking and endorsements are the number of people who have said that you have this skill. LinkedIn lets you pin three skills to your profile, and the rest are only visible if somebody expands the section. Fun fact, the most in-demand hard skill of 2019 is cloud computing. And the most in-demand soft skill is creativity. Oh, wow. How interesting. We recommend choosing three skills that fit with your goals, whether that's finding new opportunities, building a brand, or getting more thought leadership. Also worth keeping in mind is that others can endorse you for specific skills. And LinkedIn will highlight whether you've been endorsed specifically by others who are highly skilled in that skill that you've added. If you're looking to get more endorsements, I'd recommend endorsing your friends and contacts and then asking politely if they might be up for doing the same. And finally, we arrive at recommendations. At the bottom of your profile are the recommendations you've received and the recommendations you've given. Any recommendations you've received by your contacts are visible on your profile unless you've hidden them. Having several strong recommendations for recent roles will add a level of credibility to your profile if you're job hunting. At the same time, if your profile only has a handful of recommendations from very old work experiences, it might be worth removing them or asking for new recommendations to display. That's a great point. And you can pay it forward as well by giving recommendations to others. I was privileged to be asked recently by a friend, and it was such an honor to be able to write a recommendation for her. LinkedIn is only going to display any recommendations that you give. This section is a great place to show off that you've been supportive of your colleagues or direct reports in previous roles. I really like that idea of paying it forward and using LinkedIn to do that. And that about does it for our LinkedIn profile tips. Really quick, I wanted to close with three favorite tips about the LinkedIn profile. Number one, you can get a custom URL and we suggest grabbing one with your first and last name. This can really streamline the showing of your links so people can connect quickly. Number two, you can adjust what is visible on your public profile. And this gives you very important control over the level of privacy that you want over your account when it's being viewed by folks that don't follow you. And number three, this is a wild one. You can create a profile in multiple languages. It is absolutely time to brush up on my French. All right. Thank you so much for tuning into the Science of Social Media today. As always, we deeply appreciate your kind ratings and reviews on iTunes. And if you'd ever like to get in touch with myself or Dave, we're always here for you on social media at the hashtag Buffer Podcast. And you can also email us at any time at hello at buffer.com. We have lots of great episodes lined up for you in the next couple of weeks. Look forward to next Monday, everyone. 